You are listening to Republic Broadcasting Network at republicbroadcasting.org, and this is beyond the official narrative, but this is not Richard Carey tonight. This is your resident thought criminal, Stephen Douglas Whitener, filling in for Richard today on February the 1st, 2024. This is hour one of Beyond the Official Narrative, and I want to welcome all y'all. Thanks for joining me, and I am joined this evening with uh, Mr. Blackbird Nine as my co-host, riding shotgun, and Howdy Frederick. Thanks for joining me. <laughs> I am also not Mr. Richard Carey. <laughs> How you doing? Happy Thursday, everyone. Thanks. You know, I, I toyed with the idea of trying to do a good afternoon. Everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was pretty good. You should have gone I don't that. know. Richard's got it down. <laughs> yeah. You know it's him. And I heard someone uh, complain to him the other day that now because of him, they have a favorite David Bowie song. But, you know, that's I digress. There you go. <laughs> and yeah, every time I do it, you know, listen ahead. to his bump, you know, I want to go pull out all my 70s Bowie records. Uh-huh. You know? Yep. Yeah, I I was around back then. I love that music. We were talking about Quadrophenia right before we came home. <laughs> Who album? I, I I'm a throwback. I admit it. I like all that old fuzz box wah wah stuff from the late '60s. Even better, Blue Cheer and Frigid Pink and all that. That's that's more my music. And Black Sabbath was the band to me. Uh, I mean, yeah, Tony Iommi yeah. came back from cutting the two middle fingers off there. Just that just amazed me that he had you know, restored himself to that level that he, and then invented a whole new genre of music. I mean, hats off to Tony. I am on it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But let me remind oh. you guys that RBN is listener supported. Okay. I'm, I'm going to get off on the tangent here. I start talking music. That's all we'll talk about all night. You know how I am. <laughs> but uh, let me tell you guys, they, RBN as Mr. Stadmiller's neighborhood, as I like to call it, it is listener supported. And these guys need to get paid. It's first of the month, you know, and they had that big bill come up. So if you're able to help them out, please uh, call uh, 800-724-2719, extension 3, or just go to the website there, as Jeremy says, and smash that donate button on republicbroadcasting.org if, org, <laughs> if you use PayPal. But if you uh, have a credit debit card and you want to set up a monthly donation especially, please call 800-724-2719, extension 3. That One more time, that's 800-724-2719, extension 3. And listen, if you're a thought criminal like me and you want to be remain anonymous and, and just you can mail a check or a money order payable to RBN or even some cash. In fact, <clears throat> I plan to mail a whiskey cake down there to those guys sometime this month. That's, that's, that's going to be... <laughs> You, they will enjoy it, won't they, Frederick? You've had these before. Oh, you are in for such a treat. I have had the Miss Wendy uh, cake, and yes, oh, my God. It's it the only thing I can't resist. You know, I've, I've yeah. been following my diet pretty strict for over the past three years, but, man, she makes one of those, and I am on it. So if you can, guys, put some cash in an envelope or, you know, if you can – anybody that's trying to, you know, you know can't – but you know, if you can, please help out. We want this is keeping free speech alive. And you put that in an envelope and mail it to two two five one Double Creek Drive, Suite three zero two, Round Rock, Texas seven eight six six four. That's two two five one Double Creek Drive, Suite three zero two, Round Rock, Texas seven eight six six four. Hey, and we really appreciate it, folks. And uh, I'm going to be doing this tonight and i'll let the listeners know i'll be doing the round table tomorrow night and um 
uh, I know that one of the people that will be on it is Dave Kopak, the host of Red Pill Politics. And the, the, we talked about this earlier, I think, or, or maybe it wasn't. But the, he had these guys on that were going down to the border on his show this past uh, weekend, uh, and they were going to be on private property. And I haven't listened to that show yet, but he's doing another stri- live stream with them right now on the Red Pill Politics that I'm going to check out after – uh, the show, and he's going to be on with us tomorrow night. There's something we, we talked about this Sunday night. This stuff going on at the border. Me and you and Mike Gaddy, Frederick, and I do feel like we're being set up for something really big down there. Greg Abbott turning the face like that, and all all of a sudden, it's just it's spooky. Yeah, I got to do a show with him on last Friday, and that was you know incredible because he's definitely you know boots on the ground down there of this is what's happening versus what mockingbird is telling me so yeah that's you know uh great stuff and it's just yeah that show sunday night kept me up (laughs) well you know the thing about the the drone attack and all that and then the guy come out today was it's just they're lying about something already. I mean, they're always lying. But I heard uh, the, the Austin talking today, and, and they're going to get the best stuff now. You know, they're, they're, we're sending our best stuff. It's just – and we're sending our stockpiles too. They're setting us up for something. And I have a feeling it's going to be here instead of – they want to set – they want people to join the National Guard, okay? How about that? They want everybody to join the National Guard so they can start that war with Iran, and there you go. You're off again. I don't know if that's what it is or not or if they really just do want to destabilize things to the point that we're red and blue and fighting each other in the street. What do you think? Was it Austin or was it Memorex? That's a good question. I'll I'll go there. You know, it's really weird. This whole thing with, you know, our Secretary of Defense disappearing. And I'm getting all this chatter that the guy's dead. I've heard that one, too. Yeah, you know, and it's just like, okay. And you're breaking every protocol in the book that had the, you know, this guy should have been, you know, nailed to the wall, you know, firing squad for this kind of bad action, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, well, you know, mistakes were made and I, I, I mishandled that. But meanwhile, uh, you know, this, 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 and this, and this. And, you know, I'm sitting there looking at the ears, you know, I want to do sector analysis, analysis of the voice patterns, you know, it's just, is this the same guy or, you know, are they added, is the deep state added again, you know, how how crazy are they getting at this point, you know, just the organic parts and the synthetic parts, you know, it's just this chaos, you know, we're getting from them. So what do you think? It's hard to know what's real. Like you said, the boots on the ground are important. In real life stuff is important. You know, you can't – and I've heard Mike Gaddy put it like, how can you believe anything they say? How do we even really know that's what's happening over in Gaza, okay? I, I mean, or wherever, you know, that is – and only until you talk to people, okay? When I communicate back and forth with people and, you know, you could – they have a lot of sophisticated – ways to fool us and program us but when people communicate and talk to each other one-on-one i don't think that they're able to fake that well enough yet this hologram thing glitching out you know 
you're making me go to somewhere a conversation I had with Wendy earlier. She says, you remember in Battlestar Galactica, the Cylons didn't even know they were Cylons. And it's like, oh, come on. <laughs> you know, here we're really in a, a world I never thought we'd, I, I'd live to see. You know, this is just unreal. What the thing I'm holding in my hand, for one, it looks so much like that. This this cell phone looks so much like that monolith in 2001 on the moon or that they were flying around following for one thing. And and it's just how much the world has come to resemble what they told us it was going to be like in those things, too, in a lot of ways. You know, I saw something today that, that, that made me think really hard that um, back when Hollywood, you know, Jewish created Hollywood back in the early uh, 1900s had this shadow of America that they portrayed. But over time, America itself turned into that shadow that they showed it. And that's happened over and over and over again until we've been – and you know, now it's down to this screen that I have here. It's not the big screen in the cinema and the, the, the uh, propaganda in the press. We're being – propagandized and, and 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 programmed in real time like the one side of the bit pulling on us and the other on the other ear all the time when you're watching this stuff it just anything in tv and and social media is like that now and and it's been that way for a while so you know when i talk to people who actually have been there and been through stuff that's 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 a different story you know but you see it on TV and some – you remember that, – that brings another one to mind. I remember Anderson Cooper sitting down in a little gully and, like he was uh, you know, in flooded water. People were walking by him on the road behind him. I mean this is just so ridiculous. It's gotten to that – beyond that level now. So unless I can talk to somebody who's been there and seen it, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. Maybe I – Yeah, it is amazing how Pavlovian you know, the news <clears> – <throat> You know, media is, it's, you know, what can we do to get your attention so that you look at our amplifying device? You know, look over here, you know, flashing lights. And, you know, that is so much of the, you talk, you talk about Hollywood, you know, and the Jewish method of suggestion. <clears throat> you know, it's just we think of, okay, now that we're reverse engineering all of this, you know, how did this great republic get to where we are? And that was one of the big things of Hollywood and started in the, you know, the vaudeville theaters of New York. And basically they stole him, uh, uh, Edison's technology, took it to, you know, wild, wild west California at the time and started churning this stuff out, and they had spies everywhere, so anytime the feds would come in to try to shut them down, they would take off to Mexico, right? And, you know, mm -hmm. it's amazing, just all the commies that were in Mexico at the time that was, you know, the establishment of Hollywood. And, then, you know, we were talking this week about all those dystopian movies that we mm -hmm. grew up on, thinking we were being young, intellectual, you know, middle-class kids, right? That, oh, yes, you, know, you should go see this because everyone's talking about this cinematic masterpiece, you know, and it's uh -huh. all Malthusian philosophy of everything's going to you know, eventually go into a state of total decay and entropy, and a new system will arise out of that. That's pretty much the apocalyptic thing of the Jewish thing is they have to destroy everything that's here so it can be re replaced with something else. And, 
you know, you uh, cracked me up. I was out coffee on the keyboard uh, <laughs> with, you know, wishing me a happy Soylent Green Tuesday because Tuesday yeah. is Soylent Green Day. And I yep. was just like, oh, my God. And then, you know, you know that movie you know, of uh, Soylent Green was set in 2022. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, you know. And this is just, you know, what they've been projecting to us, and we've accepted this, you know, and that's uh, – you know, yeah, part that's of the, the most, method, you know. And it's the most horrific dystopian vision I've seen. You know, Harry Harrison wrote this novel, Make Room, Make Room. I think that they sort of based it on, but it was like nothing left alive. The nature's was done with, basically. And there were so many people that uh, they would scoop them up and turn them into food. And that was Soylent Green. And food was... Uh, Real food, what was left of it, was treated like a drug. You know, it's like there was he. I remember Edward G. Robinson in that one where the guy brings home a spoon that has some strawberry jam on it, and he tastes it. And he says, "Wow, strawberries! Fifteen hundred dollar a jar of strawberries, or something like that." And it was like that's the future they showed us. If, of course, you know, you don't stop having children. You know, and all you white people over here, these you middle class whites, it's your fault because you're having all these kids. It's kind of kind of the message that they were sending us at the time. But also that uh, the West is bad, and I mean, it just was. It was sending us toward. Uh, more control, fear, and uh, there were other movies too. That Planet of the Apes had, <laughs> had a few interesting metaphors in it, but it was used also to undermine what system was already here too. They filled in for the le- the, the brown races in a way. You know, that whole thing had a lot of different. Uh, uh, you know, I guess what we want to call it, some things symbolized other things. The the original Planet of the Apes series. Now I'm talking about, especially the first one. Oh, definitely. And you, know, you just look at who is creating these you know, stories, and it's all Jewish dystopian intellectual writers, right? And the, uh, the Soylent Green is just particularly disturbing in that in the Marxist philosophy, in the Freudian philosophy, is in the child's mind whatever is, is automatically normalized. So a child could be growing up in total hell, and that's Mm -hmm. just normal because that's the way their brains are hardwired. And so the characters of Charlton Heston as the young man that he grew up in this, it's always been this way, and the old Mm -hmm. man, Edward G. Robinson, of the one who remembers the way it was before everything changed. You know, when we still mm-hmm. had farms, you know, when we ate real food. And the uh, the young man is like, you know, these are crazy tales of a, you know, half-wit old man, you know. Uh-huh. And then at the end where he has to see the way it was as he's dying and then being converted into food, right? They show the way it used to be with all the, you know, nature and everything. And the young man gets to see it. You know, that, oh, my God, it really did used to be like that, right? Yes. Uh, you know, and it, it just breaks my heart up here in uh, you know, the Appalachian Mountains to see these young people growing up in this diversity, collegi plan, you know, cloward piven plan, psyop from hell, and mm-hmm. that's normal to them now, you know. And yes. we're trying to say... 
it didn't used to be like this in the this great republic. Uh, the, the everything nine eleven changed everything, and I think you know we old timers are now realizing just how much it has changed, how much it's accelerated. And, you know, that this is just a long, long, long game that these guys have been playing for a long time against us. Yeah, and that's a really good way to put it, too, about Charlton and being the younger ones. Like, here we are, and now we're trying to tell these millennials that it didn't used to be this way. That's a very, that's very, very true. That's that's kind of what I feel that that, that demonstrates it well. People don't realize that they we had a very high trust society here. We left our doors open. I I rode my bicycle from here downtown Greer and be gone all day long, you know, when in the sixties and, and early seventies. And right. Yeah, you know, we would get on those bicycles and be gone all day, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the thing. And, you know, you could drop your kids off at the Y and, you know, the Y was still, you know, normal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was good natured white folks instead of diversity squad. You had to let us in. And now look at what we are. We're a theme song from the village people, you know. No. And, you know, it's just uh, to grow up in this, you know, these mountains, you know, and seeing what. You know, I grew up in and leaving for those years and then coming back and seeing the deltas and who was in charge and just how much it has accelerated since I've been back. You know, you could still see, you know, uh, the way the town was when I got back. You know, this is around 2008 when I was living out of my car in a tent (laughs) and coming back to my mountains. Uh, but you know, just how rapidly, you know, it changed and, you know, who were the players in this change? And, you know, we just see this, you know, in, you know, 5G warfare to create those Hollywood dystopias, you know, that we don't want a high trust society here. You know, we believe in total chaos and because out of chaos, we'll destroy this. And then we're going to put in our Zionist police state. You know, that's and we'll all we all get to be Palestinians, except for, you know, uppity white guys like you and me. You know, we'll get the bullet. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I put a target on my back a long time ago as far as letting people know who I am. I get tired of these LARPers hiding around back behind a fake name, you know, and, and, and want to criticize people who've been out there doing it. You know, they, 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 they want to try to say that this is not happening. None of this is happening, but there are no people in jail for January. People, hey, we'll be right there. I hear the music coming up, folks. We'll continue this on the other side. Little beats in me will Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. 
First are right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next are beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pasture-raised meats that you and your family will love. Now we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high quality pasture-raised meats. And even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now I'm not talking about the bottom of the barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying they're low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork raised the way nature intended. y'all you're listening to beyond the official narrative on republic broadcasting network and i'm stephen douglas whitener i'm filling in for richard carey host of beyond the official narrative i'm the resident thought criminal and frederick blackburn of his from saturday night snack shack uh, bb9 is with me and let me toss it back to you you got interrupted there with the, the break sir Oh, uh, where were we going with that? Oh, man. We, you, we were talking about how things had changed so much. He came back 2008, and then you were in, the, and then just like, it was just, yeah, that, that was right. the last and thing I remember. Yes, sir. 
to just uh yeah, the twofold nature of it is that you're coming back and you're seeing this Calergi plan, Cloward Piven plan agenda being pushed out by all of these weaponized NGO groups, and you're seeing a newly acquired media. They you know, they moved into this area, bought up all the media that became this propaganda machine that would make Trotsky proud. <laughs> That's why we call the Wataga Democrat, known, now owned by Adams Publishing, that owns every other newspaper in the Appalachian Mountains now, those family newspapers, uh, that we call you know, Pravda Wataga instead of the Wataga Democrat. And we've got a good you know, Columbia University-trained ed- Jewish editor to make sure that you know, people like me don't have a voice. So the first thing they did was ban me from the entire line. You know, not just the Watauga Democrat, every Adams publishing <laughs> thing, you know, I'm not allowed to have an opinion on. You know, they're protecting democracy. Uh, You're a dangerous man, Frederick. I Look, am. I we cannot you, let that hate. If we allow you to commit those thought crimes, you know what? Before you know it, their readers will be thinking for themselves and checking things out for themselves. I just they can't. We can't have that. Okay. I know. And you know, that what gets me is just the synergetics between the commies there and the commies at Appalachian State University under. Sherry Jezebel Everett, as all the locals call her Jezebel, who, you know, she's just the Takuna alum, sensible, you know, shoes wearing, you know, chancellor, don't need no man, you know. Uh, she's going to make it in a man's world and undo everything that has been built here. And it just has, you know, made this into this, you know, little Asheville. Little Asheville went woke long ago mm. and far away. But, you know, and just that her mandate is to double the size of the university and with nothing but diversity to completely change the demographics of this entire region. And, of course, the Watauga Democrats, this is the best thing ever. Go, Sherry, ever. You're an inspiration to women everywhere. You know, and it has just been, you know, a strategic, you know, you just don't put in more pipeline for more water, more sewage treatment in these mountains, you know, it's just not that easy. So you're seeing this population doubling, you know, in a matter of a decade. And so it completely stressed out the infrastructure every way you can imagine and just raising everybody's property taxes like crazy. Got this exponential thing going there that, you know, we're getting gentrified left and right because all these carpetbaggers with their ill-gotten gains are moving in and, you know, force everybody to sell out, you know. And so, uh, the you know, where we have bonafide Rockefellers that have us locked in up here on Blackjack Mountain, and, uh, you know, their McMansions doubled our property tax, you know, because we lost half the land in the battle for Blackjack Mountain, but our property taxes doubled and they're going to be reassessing again soon. So I'm sure that it'll probably double again. And that's part of the Marxist model of using that you know, incremental property tax to basically force everyone into renting because you can no longer afford to own a piece of private property, you know? And, yeah, the kicker is these guys are, 
the Rockefellers are the force behind this NGO of the Blue Ridge Conservancy is basically force buying up all these family farms and putting a land grant on them so you can never, ever, ever again have a business or raise food on that piece of land. You can't even live there anymore. You know, we're protecting the land. We're the Blue Ridge Conservancy, you know. So this is the kind of Marxist insanity that I'm surrounded by up here. And, yes, I think about those old 70s dystopia movies all the time, but in yes. a slightly different way. It's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I gave them money. My dad was right. Yeah. It was funny. Me and my mom were the sci-fi fanatics growing up. We were the ones who would go to every new release. We would drive to Winston or Charlotte. You know, my dad. You could not pay him to step foot in a Jewish theater, right? It was like, oh my God, Dad was right. You know, I should have been giving him my money as a kid. Get it away! Yeah, he loved movies, but the idea of giving the Jew buddy that was just beyond him. He refused to do it. <laughs> hey, the break's coming up. Be right back, folks. And it makes me feel greater. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Homeowners, are you in foreclosure expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? 
A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. One day Welcome back, folks. You're listening to Beyond the Official Narrative on Republic Broadcasting Network. I'm Stephen Douglas Widener. I have Frederick Blackburn with me, and we were talking about the movies. You said you and your mom had gone to the science fiction ones. I remember my dad taking me and a good friend of mine to see Patton when it came out and, and, and having a little discussion with us about you know the facts of what had really happened and that they'd murdered him and why and all this and that was eye opening at the time about the same time he gave me that little book that war is a racket <laughs> but it was oh, me and my dad wow. that went yeah it was about the ta- my dad but, loved the Patton movie but he was convinced as well that Patton had been assassinated after yeah. the war to keep him out of the race for president against Eisenhower and that was his big hypothesis and at the time, I, I mean, I, you know, Nam was going on, and and me and my friends would be out playing war, and and my friend's dad was a Korean War vet, and dad was in Merrill's Marauders, and they you know, they come and said war ain't no game, and try, started trying to talk to us seriously, and for a long time, it took me a long time to take him seriously, and he always would tell me that one day my big uh, a crocodile mouth was going to overload, overload my Tweety Bird rear end, and then Aquatech happened, and their dad was right again. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's, so, it's so hard these days. I wish I could talk to my dad again now, but you know that's the way I, I guess everybody does that doesn't have him around anymore, y'all. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm sorry. I, yeah, but yeah, oh, you, yeah, yeah, you know, both of my parents have passed. You know. Uh, with uh, much help from the white coats of Baphomet, I might add. Yes, um, yes. You know, but uh, murder by white coat. But uh, yes, yeah, it's sad yeah. when they're not around anymore. And you know, you were all, you know, all these times. It's like, dang, they were right. They were right. Yep. And listen, you mentioned how <clears throat> that it's turning into a little Asheville up there, and I have not been to Boone since I was kid i guess we went up on mount mitchell a few times up that way and went way up you know up and down the parkway a few times but it's been a while since i've been up there and i've been to Asheville a few times and i one place i've wanted to go and, and do you know if it's changed along with these is black mountain it used to be a little more conservative up there at right. one point 
You know, I'm seeing reports that everywhere, no matter how rural, is getting flooded by these NGO groups. And a lot of it is these overextended rural churches that had the big expansion push, you know, when times were good or you were now looking for money to pay the bills. And suddenly there's all this NGO money and all this government money Mm -hmm. for taking part in this Calergi plan, Cloward Piven treason, basically. Uh, But, yeah, they can wrap themselves into together, helping their fellow man. And this is for, you know, aren't I a good person and not at all racist like my father was. Because I'm not like them, those old horrible racist Southerners. I'm a good Southerner. <laughs> what a psyop, man. You know, I just, I I have seen things like that going on around. You know, I've noticed a lot of churches are assisting in that. You know, they're. Oh, assisting. and virtue signaling. Oh, we're sponsoring yeah. this many, you know. You know, uh, families, blah, 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 and they're, they're not families. They're these no. fighting age white guys. Uh, and, you know, it's you know, the reality uh, versus what Mockingbird is trying to make it look <laughs> like. You know, all these dreamers coming into the country to because they want to take part in the great experiment of constitutional republic law. And it's like these people don't even have the IQ to comprehend this type of legal system. You know, it's so abstract. They don't understand it. You know, how can you expect no. them to assimilate? They're never going to assimilate. They're not supposed to assimilate. No. Transhumanism is all about the browning of America and the rise of Jewish, you know, royalty. You know, that is what this is all about. And it's happening in every white nation. And that's, you know, the other thing is realizing that, oh, my God, this dystopia is going on in every white nation, and they're using the exact same cookie-cutter approach with it. That's what was so telling, you know, after 9-11, when you start realizing the bigger picture is, Oh my God! This is how South Africa went down, and this is yes. how Australia went down, and this is how you know Canada went down, and this is how Brazil got lost, and this is you know you see the list go on in New Zealand, and you know it's like that slime mold. It, you know, the problem with Marxism is it works; they can infiltrate and destroy anything. Uh, it's like it's werewolves. Lot, it's the werewolf game. <laughs> it's a lot easier to. <clears throat> collaborate to destroy than it is to collaborate to build i've noticed you know i don't know why that is but it's true and 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 depend and that that's something that varies i've noticed by race too around the world i've heard the 20th century referred to as the abdication of the whole thing is abdication the white man earlier today somebody said that some is historian the professor yeah liderman yes yeah there's Mike, Mr. Mike King did a wonderful story on that way back. I've got it saved somewhere here. But, uh, yeah, that, you know, he was the guy that says, you know, the biggest thing of the 20th century won't be the atomic bomb. It won't be radio communications. It won't be this. It won't be that. It will be the abdication of the white man that Jews are going to rise to dominance on the planet and the white men are just going to simply let them do it. They're going to abdicate. They're not going to fight. 
You know, they're yeah. going to step down. We are going to psyop them into, you know, giving it all up. And the, that's, uh, that's what they've done. I agree. I, I've got this other book here. This guy Neil Ferguson wrote this book, "The War of the World," and he's more mainstream, I think. But his subtitle is "20th Century Conflict and the Descent of the West." You know, this is uh, not the triumph of the West. This is the, the fall. Okay, this empire's fallen already. I think we're just hanging around until they pull the plug. It's kind of like, you know that thing Frank Zappa said, until they'll maintain the illusion of freedom until it no, it's no longer there, and they'll just move the scenery from the back. of You see the bricks at the back of the theater? Exactly. I think about that quote often, right? It's just yeah. like, it's like, yeah, this is where we are when you know, the Marxist uh, sees power. You know, that, you know, in full disclosure, you know, I used to be the biggest libtard to ever come out of North Kakalaki. 9-11 changed everything. And you, know, you realize we were sold a bill of goods with all this stuff. And, uh, you know, let me read this quote um, from this guy. And unfortunately, his name is Frederick Lindemann. And he was the chief advisor to Winston Churchill. So he's basically Winston Churchill's Jewish handler during World War II, right? And he says, do you know what the future historians will regard as the most important event of this age? Well, what is it? It will not be Hitler in the Second World War. It will not be the release of nuclear energy. It will not be the menace of communism. These negatives seem very comprehensively put on an expression of extreme severity and turned down the corner of his lips. And he says, it will be the abdication of the white man. Then he nodded his head up and down several times to drive home the proposition. And this is Amalek must be blotted out. You know, Amalek must perish. And they have said that, you know, white European men are now our white European people are now Amalek to them, and they have the mitzvahs. They are legally authorized to wage an extermination war against us, and this is what they're doing. And you know, they're very good at it. They have killed millions of us since they launched this whole thing. You know, and it's like, well, when did it launch? I, you know, I go back and say the destruction of the temple in seventy A.D. You know, it's that we've been at war mm-hmm. ever since, but. You know, you can see we had the Zabbatai Zevi in 1666 and Jacob Frank and the Illuminati with the Rothschilds. And then you can see all the conjurings of war of let you and them fight. They just got more and more destructive. And it's always, you know, us killing each other and they keep benefiting. You know, what is the war is a Jew's harvest. And, you know, this is where we are. But, you know, it's just amazing how much people are waking up to what is going on around the world. And that's what gives me hope. You know, do you go ahead? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, did you think, uh, Uh, Oh, go mm -hmm. ahead. Yeah. Patton. Well, one of the things Patton always said with his style of management is don't micromanage your people very carefully explain to them exactly what the problem is. And then let them, you know, impress you with their brilliance. You know, don't tell them how to fix it. Tell them what the problem is and then let them figure out all the different solutions that we need to fix this. And so that was you know, his you know, general tactic. And that's why he was such a threat 
to, you know, uh, both sides, you know, that, mm-hmm. that he was so good at what he did that the Jews didn't trust him. And they kept trying to sideline him, but yet they needed him because he was the only one that could really match wits with the, you know, National Socialist generals that were very good tacticians and knew modern warfare. And, you know, but Patton could take them out, unfortunately, and he, you know, regretted it. He was convinced we fought the wrong enemy. You know, and I agree with him. So did my dad. <laughs> so did my Mine dad. as well. Yes, sir, he did. And <clears throat> I, <sighs> Patton, I was thinking that it would be a really interesting alternative history novel, or I started to say science fiction, but I guess it's not really a science fiction novel. But if you wrote uh, out how things could have been different if Patton had lived and come back here and was able to uh, run for president or if he had been able to uh, go and get our POWs when he was going to. You know, that that would have been a lot. Things could have been a lot different. I read one <clears throat> that went to back to uh, Lindbergh being president and, and, and a whole alternative history thing of the war a few years ago, but it just, you know, it was propaganda mostly, I think. But that, I think that we could show it from the other side somewhat if we, if we, someone out there, you know, creative person wrote that. That would be interesting. Okay, here's the script. Mm-hmm. Pat, General Patton survives <clears throat> the assassination attempt. It wakens him up to what's going on. Comes to America, easily defeats Eisenhower, and then basically takes Douglas MacArthur and Commander Rockwell. And then when the USS Liberty's attacked, you know, he wipes. <laughs> it's a completely different USS Liberty ending. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's terrific. We'll have to flesh that out a little more, yeah, but yeah, that yeah, sounds we'll terrific. But see, but yeah. the thing was, I don't think there would have been an Israel if there wasn't a if there wasn't an Eisenhower or a Truman, I mean, if Truman was in there, he was going to come back. I don't know. You, in this scenario, Truman already creates Israel, right? Oh yeah, allows yeah, yeah. So so yeah. there we go. And all right, so <clears throat> this is it. Now you now you got the wheels turning of what could have been. You know, I don't you have know. a full split of the Scottish right Masons and everything. You know, teaming up against Patton and siding with the. Uh, Zionists, which they have. You just go Truman, what he was the first one to recognize Israel. And then you find yeah. out that the uh, either the Stern gang or the Ergen were sending him letter bombs into his family. And it's like, basically, we will continue making assassination attempts on you and your family until you recognize Israel. And lo and behold, Truman decides to recognize the state of Israel, and uh, the letter bomb stopped, you know? <laughs> so this is real Imagine politics that. for these people, right? Yeah, it shocked the world when he did it. It's, I was, I, my, you know, I remember my dad telling me about that too. That it was just out of the blue, and then so that explains it a lot more. You know, I'd never heard that about the bombs before. Well, FDR was the first one to recognize the communist Soviet Union. Up to that point, they were a non-state, and Russia was, you know, the crown was still recognized, right? And you know, it was FDR, you know. That I went in and said immediately, I recognize the Soviet Union. And then, um, you know, uh, it's interesting that Huey P. Long was assassinated 
by you know Carl Weiss because you know Huey P. Long was going to run against FDR and would have mm-hmm. you know, mopped the floor with them, just like Patton would have mopped the floor with Eisenhower, right? And yeah, yes. so that was convenient. And then, of course, Carl Weiss is considered a hero in Israel, you know, for assassinating the Huey P. Long, who was a rock star. Oh my gosh, you know, before Donald Trump <laughs> rock star, that absolutely. Yeah, there's an there's another alternative that could have gone a different way. This could have been a completely different world, y'all. But uh-huh. on the other hand, I have to say that when you talk about the, FDR, you know, FDR was handled. They all have had that handler since Alexander Hamilton was running the show, uh, you know, back when this whole thing began. There's always been that handler. The only ones to even try to break away from it have paid a dear price. Uh, Almost the whole Andy Jackson and uh, and JFK and Nixon, I would say, for, for a few that maybe tried to chafe against that. But, you know. It, it's all. There's no solution there, I don't think. But it would be interesting to explore what could have been, how it could have turned out differently. I'm not suggesting that that's the way we need to approach this and what we need to do to fix it. There's no fix in this system, man. I don't want people to get the wrong idea of me there. You know, I don't think we can vote our way out of this if we vote for the right guy. You yeah, know? we need to vote harder. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And listen, <clears throat> we, we guys, we we take calls next hours. That's that that's cool uh, with you mr bb9 oh, i love to hear fine, from our man. callers man yes and, and if you guys have guys have a question for either one of us and i was i really appreciate you joining me i mean i we've oh, met at the dixie republic yeah well yeah, we but, definitely wish we were at the republic I, if i was I, yeah. whiskey cake absolutely whiskey cake on my mind <laughs> in the confederate corner uh, that would be cool you know well perhaps we'll be able to go there in april at the dixie republic oh, i've heard they're good. gonna have uh, another strong arm like a arm wrestling contest is what the scuttle buddy is i don't have the details of that but if you are being listeners will go to dixierepublic.com then you can check it out uh, they have awesome uh, merchandise and then you can get put on an email uh, list that'll let you know when the events happen there and, and it's hey be it, able to get off blackjack mountain by april so that'd be <laughs> awesome man <laughs> Are you are you snowed in? No, we were able oh. to get off today. That was I had to go out and do errands. Oh, Be right back after the break, folks. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you.
My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Welcome back, y'all. You're listening to Beyond the Official Narrative on Republic Broadcasting Network. And uh, we have a caller, uh, Bill in Kentucky. Bill, thank you very much for the call, sir. Uh, hey, you, how you like doing this evening? Oh, howdy. Hey. Thank you. Yeah, I've, I've talked to both of you guys before a few times. Uh, I, what you have, you know, you're talking about Boone and Asheville, North Carolina. I have noticed, especially in the South, but different parts of the country, these small to medium-sized college towns have become, it seems like they're getting infiltrated by these ultra-left-wing uh, people that, you know, they price the locals. That, you, know, you know what I'm saying. And I can tell you another town that's not that far from me to one of you guys that's that's headed that way. It's not quite there yet, but it's Johnson City, Tennessee, where East Tennessee State is. That, that, are you all familiar with that place? Oh, I am, definitely. And you're spot on. Yeah, that was... Yeah, they used all the financial aid system and, you know, progressive politics to infiltrate these universities and local colleges. It's amazing. You know, Wilkes Community College and Caldwell Community College 
are now minority white almost. It's insane. And all the students of color have a free ride. You know, all the white kids are having to work to go to school. But, you know, all the diversity kids are getting a free ride. And it's just amazing how much that has changed in just a few years. You know, it's like Kentucky is not quite as bad for that, but it, I, I'd say it's heading that way. But, you know, you've got, well, you've got Berea College, which has always been kind of left-wing for many, many, many years, but south of Lexington. But, uh, but, but you know, like in Knoxville, I was in, I was in Maryville. My wife flew out to another part of the country. She's to see her folks. And I was in Mary. They say it's Maryville, but they say Maryville like that down there around Knoxville and where that airport is. And, and that, half the people I saw there, they were either from New York or California. <laughs> and for the most hey. part, they were pretty nice, but it seems like I, I didn't even hear a Tennessee accent around there, as weird as that might sound. It's getting that way around here, too, at Greenville, especially. I go out in white as minority, a lot of restaurants and stores. And Furman University, Clemson, around here, they have just really gone crazy lefty and um even places like um i went on the bob jones university campus the other day and i was shocked at the dress the way that they used to dress very conservatively there you know they were that they were stood apart and the girls wore long skirts and stuff always and it was very strict and they were they weren't minority white but there was it was was more than i ever saw uh um you know colored people people of color there and they were just dressed uh, like anybody else which is completely different than the last time i'd been there it shocked me hey can you hold on to the to the next hour sir yes sir yeah, we'll be, be right back, back. Tahibo Tea Club's original pure pouty arco super tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. Drinksupertea.com. 
This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.